0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Candice Kumai and welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast. We are on episode 10 today and what I really want to share with you is a little more on the art of golden repair in Japanese wellness, which is the art of kintsugi. It kind of goes hand in hand with Wabi Sabi. A lot of people think that they're parallel art forms. One complements the other. And a lot of people also have been coming to me and saying thank you for being a little bit more real than most people out that are in front of the camera and in media and in mainstream media. And I want to say you're welcome. Um, I received a very strong email from somebody yesterday. And as I always say, the universe sends me these notes on what I'm supposed to speak on as we move through life together. You're in this with me and I'm in this with you. Eventually throughout the course of this podcast and my life, you'll meet my parents, you'll meet my sister, you'll meet my extended family. You're gonna hear a lot of stories about my friends. Some are good, some are bad, but everything is wabi-sabi. So this email um, is quite touching. And what it does is it sort of ties Kintsugi together into a bow. Now, back in March, I spoke at South by Southwest, and it was an incredible opportunity for me to be able to share the book one month before my life was going to really change. So before the book dropped in April, I spoke to a couple hundred people at South by, and my best friend, Stephanie, Nikki, Gillian, my friend Adrian Mishler, my friends Max Lugavere and Alyssa Vitti. I mean, everybody came out for it in the middle of Austin, Texas. And my friends Kelly Krause, Nicole Krause, and um, Henry had helped to set up the whole event. And what you didn't see was right before the presentation, my PowerPoints are so large because they contain a lot of video components as well. That it wouldn't download. So I had to put my Nikes on and grab my laptop and run to the convention center. And I looked at my friends who were in my hotel room, like just staring at me, like, oh my God, how is she gonna do this? I said, I'm gonna go download this at the convention center. We have 20 minutes come meet me there. I'll see you there. And I put my Nikes on and I i was that girl running down the street in the middle of like 85 degree Austin heat to the convention center with my Nike show on. Um, everything ended up being fine in the end. Nikki and Stephanie powwowed and said, well, Candace knows her shit, so if it doesn't download, she's still going to put on a fabulous presentation, and I, I thank my friends for having like the utmost confidence in me, because rest assured, that is actually true. <laughs> what I don't know is I don't know who's going to be in the audience that day. I don't know who, what press is in the room. Um, And I also don't know the outcome of my speaking events. A lot of people write to me and say they had a great time or it was helpful or it was wonderful, but they never actually tell me if it was impactful with a longer duration of time. So this email will help to tidy up into a bow a little bit more of what happened to someone's life where they, they did the work while six months or so had passed. So yesterday I was sitting in my apartment after throwing a party for all my friends here and I was just chilling hungover and then I got this email. Hey Candace, I wanted to share an essay I recently wrote for a work event. I was really inspired by your talk at South by Southwest. Thank you so much for your presentation. It helped me tremendously in my own life. Cheers. And I'm going to leave this anonymous right now out of respect to uh, the writer because it's a, it's really, this is a riveting piece. They start with, I am a Tokyo-born Indian. It's an odd fact that sparks conversation during inevitable lulls in conversation, like the relief from a well-timed waiter on a first date. It was only a curiosity until the culture of Japan taught me to reimagine an event that has psychologically quarantined my family. On September 5th, 1986, terrorists hijacked Pan Am Flight 73 during a stopover in Karachi, Pakistan. 22 people died, 150 were injured. My brother, 15 years old, was traveling alone on that flight. For 17 hours, I remember watching my parents pace in front of the TV, starving for every piece of news as events unfolded. Details emerged at the pace of a slow drip, and my parents' imaginations whiplashed them in chaotic directions. One minute they'd believe that my brother may have missed the flight. He did tend to be late. The next, that God had failed our family. The terrorist had decided to target U.S. citizens, bestowing U.S. citizenship to his kids had always been a crown jewel for my father. Here, it became a scarlet letter. My brother lived, thanks to the courage of a flight attendant named Nirja. A bit of his own pluck and simple, absurd, dumb luck. One of the lucky few, physically unscathed. My brother's road to adulthood had veered off course. At age six, I didn't fully understand the logic or even the language of what was happening. Assault rifles, hostages, negotiations, grenades. I would learn later about each of their roles. And at the time I knew our family was breaking, that day acted like an earthquake, a rocking bowl off its ledge, shattering into different pieces. I was a boisterous kid and I loved to jump on my school stage and sing renditions of Springsteen's Born to Run. And when safety phrase distress creeps in, who and what can you count on? And at any moment, the ground can turn into ocean water. The last 30 years have been a journey of repair for us from putting the pieces back together and hiding the fracture lines that the art of covering up is a purgatory at best. And then I went to South by Southwest in 2018 and attended a talk on kintsugi wellness by Candice Kumai. She taught us about the Japanese art of kintsugi or golden repair, where each break becomes a golden seam, the history of an object, or in case, family, is honored rather than disguised. Illuminating the cracks is a way to acknowledge an event in the life of an object without allowing the object to cease at the time of damage. And there it was, a way out, a way to make sense, a way to move past, through, forward. And I truly thank you for my incredible email that I received from you. Um, It was not taken lightly, it was taken with honor. My Japanese family uh, was full of postmasters and they essentially were messengers all over Japan. And as my mother is now a Japanese language and cultural teacher, and I am a writer, and as is my sister, we take on the legacy of being messengers. That's all I really am at the end of the day, which is why I'm taking an email and sending it to each of you with love. Now this family is a beautiful example of Kintsugi. You know who I really commend too is I commend all of you who have done the work. I come from a family that's very strong and they are together. They are not perfect and neither am I, but we are healthy and we acknowledge when things are not right or well. And we work to heal, seal, and mend so that we can be our best. It's not every day that's perfect. In fact, most days are completely imperfect. Where I am in my life now in New York City, reading this email from this incredible individual of bravery and honor has impacted my life in a way that they may not know, but I'll share with you. Financially, as an artist, I don't make very much money. And I've been struggling lately. I had to take out a loan from a friend recently, which crushed me, but it was for a matter of survival. And then an email like this comes and it floods my heart with love and honor and loyalty to all of you in saying that it's never been about money. So if my bank account drains, I shall honor that and say, everything is transactional. It will fill back up when it's supposed to. I have to trust. I must do the work. I must acknowledge that it is perfectly imperfect to have waves, to have tides, to have an influx and outflux of a cash flow as an artist with no stability financially. We are in this together. Now, I'm going to transition over a little bit into why doing the work is so important, and we can refer to this amazing email as the Pan Am flight. When I went to Fiji last winter, I was struggling still. Much like the Pan Am flight email, I was broken on the inside, and I still didn't know what my life's calling really was. I was still pointing fingers. I was still angry. And I really hated what somebody had done to me. I landed in the fall on an island called Turtle Island, and I had entered a new world of children singing gospel songs to me when they came. They sang because they got ice cream afterwards, but to me it was, (laughs) it was like magic. I experienced the Fijian kids that enamored what I had, cell phones, equipment, headphones, podcast, to blog books. And I envied them because they had community. They didn't have phones. They had church and they had songs and each other and a simple life, a garden, cooking. They had the beautiful scenery of Fiji, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. In the mornings, a woman named Deb would take me on bike rides. Deb was about in her late 40s, maybe 50s. She's the healthiest person I've ever met. She would ride her bike in the morning and then stand up paddle all later in the day and also run. And she ate so healthy and clean. And when we went on bike rides together... Uh, she had started to open up to me, and vice versa. At the time, I was being harassed by somebody on uh, the web, very, very badly, and I had allowed this person to hurt me. And I, we don't know who the person even was. It just, it was like a mysterious situation that I feel that many of us have similarities to that in life. We can't always have it perfect. Uh, This person was traced by somebody I dated who I believe had many issues that they never dealt with either. And so sometimes people like us who have most of our shit together end up getting caught up in the crossfire. I revealed to Deb what had been going on and I talked to her about the breakup that I had had and all the trust that I had basically thrown away because I couldn't believe that people could take their pain and struggles out on people they loved. And she told me about how her and her siblings uh, were sexually abused all through childhood. And instead of being a victim, which most of the kids and even her parents sort of played, she decided to be the brave one and confront everyone. Um, One family member, I believe, had taken their own life and it caused a little bit more of a shakeup between the family members. And as you can imagine, there's a tremendous amount of pain that's being passed on from one person to the next. And it's almost like passing around the same gift over and over and over. And and it, it just, it's never going to leave until somebody does the work. You know, Deb heard about my story and I heard about hers and she decided to confront hers and she started studying at Cornell and she worked with some of the most powerful people in the world and she had even told me stories of, of um, honesty and dishonesty and, and she told me at the end of one day, she said, Candice, I love you and I don't even need to know you that well to know that I love you. And I got exactly what she meant. She said the one thing that we're all looking for in life is freedom. And that in the end, everything is okay. We learn both of those things from Kintsugi. We must do the work to heal and mend. And then we seek out freedom once we do so. And in the end, it's all okay. You're okay. Deb, I love you. You are such a special person, and you never, ever left me. Our conversations in the pouring rain, in the mud, on the hills of Turtle Island, Fiji, never left me. They will just continue with my coursework. Um, I actually have been doing the work over the last few years instead of passing on a baton of pain, turmoil, and struggle. Now, what my ex has done is, is he has taken his abandonment issues and personal issues, and he has continuously passed them on to the next women that he dates. And until he does the work, he'll keep doing it. And I've been so good at coaching myself. So have my friends and therapists and my family have helped me as well tremendously to get through this. I'm a better person now for the wear. I am a better person now because I got through the struggle. Because Kintsugi is doing the work. The Pan Am Flight family is better now for the wear. They have an incredible story to tell and show. It's, it's doing the work that helps you to get through your struggle. The last story I'm going to leave you with today is one that I've been studying over the last 10 years of my life. Now, it's not easy to talk about, but as a Japanese-American, it's something I'm going to talk about. On August 6, 1945, at 9.15 a.m., The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, Japan. There was a T-shaped bridge that the U.S. Army used to drop the bomb. And they had overseen many different cities, uh, one very close to where my mother lived and my mother's family was living. And they chose Hiroshima, though, because the weather was clear that day. I went to Hiroshima very recently, a couple of years ago, alone, to do some coursework. And I learned that when the bomb dropped, it actually hit a hospital, not the T-shaped bridge. The skin on people near the atomic bomb melted off of their bodies, and for, for many decades after the bomb dropped, they would deal with heavy radiation and recovery. And as an example of Kintsugi, we can look at the people of Hiroshima and Japan as a place that has tremendously done the work. You will rebuild, you will recover, you will heal. And the city now, a national treasure by UNESCO, City will teach you many lessons. It is a heavy place to visit every Japanese American and every American that I've talked to that's been there. And of course, every Japanese friend or family member that's been there. um, You will feel that life is very precious and most things don't really matter when you're there because you'll live in that present moment when you're seeing the last standing building within that area that they left just as is it is a pile of rubble the framework of the building was made out of copper an architect from europe had actually designed it and used a different source of metal and it didn't collapse but You see the remains as it once was, as a reminder, just like the golden cracks. You know, my life is not perfect. It has been painful, and it has been a struggle. Even though you guys see me on TV, and I'm with Wendy Williams and Dr. Oz and Kathy Lee and Hoda this month and next month, you have no idea how hard I've worked on the back end of getting onto those shows. I have to fight for everything and I still am trying to figure out why things aren't as easy for some of us versus others. The only thing I can come up with is that God knows that some of us are able to tolerate more than some others. Sometimes, uh... I, don't, I do still think about giving up because I, I think it's crazy the amount of work that one individual can take on. But I also know that I am a messenger. And so my job is to simply give you real-life solutions that are long-term and no bullshit. And that's, that is what it is. Now, if a lot of you were thinking about the Pan Am flight. My trip to Fiji and learning about Deb and her overcoming her struggles and how she shared with me to do the same. If you're thinking about Hiroshima, a city of recovery in Kintsugi itself, on page 15 in Kintsugi Wellness, there is a list of what the work entails. I've broken it into 10 principles for you. Wabi Sabi, admiring imperfection. Gaman, live with great resilience. Eoshoku, nourishing your body. Kyotsuke,te learning to take care. Gambate, always do your best. Kaizen, continuously improve. Shikata kanai, accepting what cannot be helped. Your ex-boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> yuimaru, caring for your inner circle. Kansha, cultivating sincere gratitude. And finally, the best practice of them all. Osetai, being of service to others with your welcoming gifts. Now, I am of service to you, and I always will be. I'm struggling financially, emotionally, all of that with you. Trust me, it's not perfect. It's always perfectly imperfect, hence the name of this podcast, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start reshifting my gears. My friend Gillian told me the other day, it's it gets time for you to pivot, Candace. Can't do this alone. I am going to start coming out with coursework for all of you. So I highly recommend checking out my Instagram so that you can see the announcements for the coursework. And I am going to be sharing with you more ways that you can do the work so that you can become a better individual with real life solutions that actually last I'm so happy to say that I've gone through and done the work and I feel so much better now. I saw a few of my best friends this weekend, Ryan was in town from Hawaii, Meredith was in town from Hong Kong, my friend Lauren and I were back in town from our Cali trips. It was just nice to be around best friends and like, to seriously just like let go and chill. And I had told Meredith, and we were laughing, we both are like, dude, I'm so happy to be single. Like, I fucking love it. Love it. It's been so nice to just have freedom. Like Dev said, we're all in search of freedom. Everything is okay. If you can pick up my book, Keensky Wellness, to do the work. I thank you for your emails and your stories. They have helped me tremendously through my pain and my rediscovery. And so now I'm going to take a moment to answer some of your great questions. All right, Catalina Wellness asks me, This pod is giving me so much during the process, so thank you in caps. How have you dealt with being a nonconformist in your career? How have you dealt with the impatience that you may have from getting from point to point, I think she meant from point A to point B. Okay, so for me, um, I don't want to conform because people tried to get me to do that and I hate it. Uh, I like wearing what I want to wear. I like my hair and makeup a certain way. I like cooking the foods I grew up with that I like. Um, it is a struggle every day, Catalina. It is not easy. I think those of us who choose not to conform are true artists, and that's all it really comes down to. Art and commerce, you pick one or the other. I'm stuck in the middle right now between the two in the gray area, and I don't like it. So I'm going to shift back to art, and I have a wonderful group of teammates. So Abiola and Joni are two of them who've come my way just by watching me. One of them was at my event at The Wing in New York. Another one was at my Well and Good Retreat event in Palm Springs. And they both sat next to my demo tables and they were like, you're so good at what you do. We want to help you. So I believe that as an artist, if you get to a level where you start helping thousands of people, thousands of people are going to show up to your events and there are a few really good ones that are going to come your way and they're going to say, We want to help you to help others. So don't conform if you can help it. I'll never have a desk job. I'll never do what all those networks want me to do. I'll never sign on a show that wants to feed me lines and tell me what to do and overproduce me. I think that the impatience from getting from point A to point B is called the middle And that's where we are right now. Not the glorious beginning, not the successful end, but yet we are in the middle. If you guys want to ask me more questions, you can check out my Instagram account at Candice Kumai. How are we on time? At 28? Okay. Are the girls here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'll just answer one more quick question. We're doing a pod with the almost third ba- 30 babes today. All right. Oh, this person asked me about my bucket list, which is hilarious. And yes, Tim Ferris Ramen is on there somewhere. I hope you guys got to watch the Wendy Williams show this week. By the way, it was quite juicy. Oh, you guys write to me about how you laugh out loud during my pod. Sorry, this one today is a little more serious, but I need to help you guys. Um... I'm laughing too, just so you guys know, when you're, uh, when you guys write to me and you're like, dude, I was running and listening to your podcast and like bursting out laughing. A lot of you guys are just sending me like thank yous and we appreciate you and we're on your team. I can't thank you guys enough for those messages. They make me feel so special. Like the, we have your back messages you guys have been sending to me is so, so kind. Okay, so... I think one of the best last questions to wrap up with black girl plant magic asks, "Mm -hmm. Oh, your question. I don't think I have ever in my life looked forward to the weekend and getting out of the metonymy of my job do you have any suggestions? I'm feeling so lost, and these feelings continue to pop up on a bi weekly basis. I don't particularly care for the city now that I live here. I can honestly say that I only came up here for a job and nothing else. I feel like this city is sucking the life out of me, and I don't know what else I can do to take. I'm afraid to lose my job, but I also am not really inspired by my job either. I feel like I'm just marking time and not actually doing anything with my life, help. So black girl plant magic is asking for change right now because she's living from paycheck to paycheck in a big city. She doesn't think that she's ever looked at her life moving forward. She doesn't look forward to the weekends anymore. And the city is sucking the life out of her. You know what lady? I think you need to reassess what field you're in and possibly consider changing up your career a lot of people write to me about how I got to where I am and I just started honestly. One day when I was younger out of culinary school, I was like in debt by like $70,000 and I knew that I had to just start. I started cooking at the line on a line for 10 bucks an hour at Roy's. I started learning from the best chefs, volunteering at places like the Culinary Vegetable Institute in Milan, Ohio, the Chef's Garden, and I also just really spent time studying and reading up on Japanese food, my mother's heritage and background in Japan and their stories. And I volunteered a lot of my time at the Breadline to people that were in need with food and nutrition and hunger. Um, I also started writing for everyone on the side for free. And much like Abiola and Joni, they both have degrees, one in law, one in MBA in business, but yet they will volunteer their time with me on my Candice Kumai businesses. So what you can do is take some time on the side to start volunteering with a new group and start some new endeavors. Don't be discouraged by the city. It also sucked the life out of me. And what I did was I just gave it right back. I donate my time and my energy now to the city to the people. And like I said, my bank account fills and then it drains. You will have to find a way to fight, but also find a way to be living your life of service to others. That is your osetai to the world. That's the last thing in Kintsugi Wellness on page 15 to focus on, be of service to others. Now remember, Kintsugi Wellness is doing the work. It's coursework for your life so that you can become a bigger and better person. And now that I'm on the outside and I'm healed and sealed, more cracks are on their way. They're already coming, but I've worked through the toughest ones that I've yet, that I've worked through the toughest ones that have hit my heart so far. It took a lot of time and bravery and courage. I cried a lot, but I am so much better for the wear. Check out my piece in Oprah Winfrey Mag this month. You can also check out my Wendy Williams segment on my Instagram at Candace Kumai. I'll be on Dr. Oz on Monday the 16th. I'll also post that on Instagram. Please send me everything you want to talk about in my comments on Insta, and I will answer your questions. Thanks for listening to my pod, and please remember how important it is to share my work with others so that we can be better messengers for this world have an amazing day and remember everything is okay wabi sabi